Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset. And you may detect in my tone today a little bit of melancholy, a little bit of sadness, and I'll explain why a little bit later. So I appear here with my little buddy here with this miniature sculpture of the Botero Caballo. Botero was a famous sculptor here in Colombia, and as a lot of you have probably already noted, his sculpture was kind of like the inspiration for the Caballo logo of the nootropic product that is going to be available within the next couple of months to you. So in this video, I want to actually talk about, counterintuitive as it may seem, I want to talk about the bad news about Kibaijo. And it's actually bad news about nootropics and racetams in general. So I'll start with the one that has actually made me kind of sad the last couple of days. So people that are watching this are probably people that have actually been researching nootropics, researching racetams, researching the individual ingredients of Caballo pretty thoroughly. And overwhelmingly, what you're going to hear in the scientific literature is that the individual components, when they are of high quality, when they are of pharmaceutical grade, the oxyracetam, pramiracetam, nupept, alpha-GPC, and the derivatives of tyrosine and magnesium are unaddictive. These are not habit-forming. That's what you hear overwhelmingly in the scientific literature. However, my opinion is that it's a little bit more murky. So there's a lot of mechanisms of addiction. There's the really common mechanisms of addiction that apply to issues that abuse that people have of alcoholism, cocaine, cigarettes, whatever. But there's some more insidious mechanisms of addiction as well. And I would say that the one that I am most plagued by is workaholism, which is prioritizing work, prioritizing feeling like I'm accomplishing things over, over adventure and novelty. And if you're watching this video, if you follow Limitless Mindset, I bet that's something that we actually have in common. And I find that Caballo is really jet fuel for workaholism. So Caballo, when I'm on it, I don't check Facebook or look at social media when I should be working. I don't look at my cell phone when I'm getting notifications. I don't order delicious artisanal pizza or a delicious sandwich. I have the steak salad. When I'm on Caballo, I don't 
allow thoughts of petty drama into my head as I'm drowsing off to sleep. More than any other smart drug I've tried, while I'm on Cabajo, I have incredible discipline. It's one of the best life hacks that I have encountered. And you'll recall my definition of a life hack is something that gives you, quote unquote, instant results that starts working very rapidly. And I find with Cabajo, 30 to 45 minutes after it kicks in, I am in a headspace of pleasantly intense focus and optimism about my work for the day and the challenges that are presenting themselves. So in this respect, the good news about Cabajo is that it's been incredible for my productivity and I feel like it's also been really good for the for my emotional life because it makes me really disciplined about practicing emotional compartmentalization. So this has been good. The downside of this is that, as I said, I'm feeling a little bit melancholy today because it's my last day in the country and the city that I've had a really passionate love affair with for the past two years, Medellin, Colombia. And I can't help today but reflect just a little bit on the opportunities that I've given up the last couple weeks, last couple months that I've been on Cabajo, the opportunities that I had to go a little bit deeper with some of the relationships and the friendships that I've formed here, the, the opportunities that I may have had to go on a crazy adventure, the opportunities that I may have had to be spontaneous, throw on my backpack and hit the road, and these opportunities for novelty and for adventure and opportunities for maybe even great sex that I may have traded for work. Thanks. Thanks, Cabajo. Because, yeah, I find that when I am on this particular stack of cognitive enhancers, I choose, I choose work uh, overwhelmingly. And although I've had this amazing three-year adventure in Latin America, it, it has, these, this combination of, of nootropics has been, like I said, it's been jet fuel for this particular workaholism. Moving on. One of the next negatives that you'll run into with pharmaceutical smart drugs is there's a little bit of a, of a dip once you go off of them. So cognitive enhancers are just that. They're going to improve your problem solving. They're going to improve your short and your long-term memory. They're going to improve your verbal abilities. As mentioned, they're going to improve your, your discipline and your productivity. And when you go off of them, while you're going to internalize 
some of the discipline and your, your mind is going to internalize some of the neuroplasticity that is stimulated while you're on them. When you go off of them, there is going to be uh, a noticeable dip. And that's something where you're going to have occasional moments of, of absent-mindedness. You're going to forget someone's name occasionally. You're going to have moments when you're not as disciplined as you should be. And it is a little bit extra frustrating to think that that particular high level, you're not going to quite reach those when you go off of that. And that's it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. It's something to think about. Okay, I'm just going to jump around here. Another negative: judgment from others. So there's a lot of people in the world that believe things like you should play fair in life, and you shouldn't. For example, if you're a student, you shouldn't cheat the other students in your classes by taking cognitive enhancers. And there's people that believe that, you know, hey, human beings are just meant to get older and decline and die. And that's just the way that we are ordained to be, that the universe has, uh, has put us in. There's also people that will say things like, you know, the secret to being happy and healthy is just to, to work hard and to play hard and to eat right and to think positive. You gotta think positive. And nootropics and biohacking in general really kind of fly in the face of a lot of these type of traditional ideas. And a lot of these people who uh, interestingly are also kind of people that are out of control of their own emotions and consumption habits and happiness. But a lot of these people are probably actually people that mean a lot to you. These people, you're not going to be able to share with them the scientifically quantifiable journey of self-improvement that you are going on. And this also is a little bit of a bummer. Okay, another negative of nootropic is irritation with slow people. So while you're on nootropics, you are going to notice the people around you that are just not quite on your level more. So the apathetic customer service employee that's going slowly, that's going to annoy you more. When your friends are indecisive about making plans for a night out, that's going to annoy you more when people lose their keys and people can't remember simple things, when your coworkers at your job are not as productive and not as on the ball as you are, that's going to annoy you more. And there's, there's no way, it would be awesome if we could put everyone around us on nootropics. Sometimes I, I fantasize about how we could, uh, how could we socialize our biohacking? Not going to happen. And that's something that's a constant battle of mind over ego to not go and judge these people and write these people off as just stupid people that are below you. Uh, even if objectively they are, you don't want to judge these people and write these people off because at that point you lose the ability to learn from them. So that's a challenge that being on smart drugs also presents. 
I'll give another one that's obvious uh, to anyone that's been on my website, the expense. So you'll find that there are some individual ingredient type products out there and some things that are actually very good for you that run in like the 10 to 15 dollar range. But in my experience, to really get into stratospheric cognitive territory, to really get into, into the zone where us biohackers like to be, I need to consume anywhere from about $80 to well over three figures worth of nootropics every month. And that, yeah, that's, that's a little bit expensive. And that's something that unfortunately is going to put true cognitive enhancing and true biohacking out of the reach of a lot of people, which is kind of unfortunate. And I kind of have uh, fantasies and ambitions for this industry that eventually biohacking will kind of become like the cell phone business. And in the future, the the price of biohacking and the price of smart drugs will get democratized a little bit more and eventually it'll be something where, where the vast majority of people on earth can afford to biohack themselves to be happier and healthier. But that's not the case right now. Right now, if you really want to be a 007 villain, if you really want to be clever enough to wash a bear without getting its fur wet, as we like to say in our community, if you really want to be like that guy in the movie Limitless or get close to that level, you're going to look at spending anywhere from like $80 to over $100 a month on that. And yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's something that's, that's inaccessible to a lot of people, to the people that is accessible to and to the people that are paying that sort of thing. They're doing it because it's an incredible ROI. And I'm going to do a survey. This may be a little bit of a difficult survey to conduct, but I'm going to do a survey at some point and just find out what is the average ROI that people are getting on their biohacking. I know for me, I make at least anywhere from like $1,500 to $3,000 extra every month because of the added productivity that I have as a result of my biohacking. And largely as a result of that 80 to 100 bucks that I'm spending every month on cognitive enhancers. Once you kind of open up this particular Pandora's box of smart drugs and biohacking, it's a rabbit hole that you're gonna keep going down. And nootropics and biohacking, there's something that you probably are not going to try just once, or it's probably something that you're not gonna just do for a couple months and then stop doing. It's something you're probably actually gonna be tweaking if you get into it and you start to experience some of what it some of some of, of the doorways that it opens up. It's something you're probably gonna be doing for the rest of your life. And the 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 dragon of cognitive enhancement is probably something you're gonna be chasing for for quite a while. And in some respects, that could be a negative, it's, it's, it, it can become an obsession. So I feel like that's something that people should be aware of before they, before they take this particular leap. Some people may just wanna stick with the 
the tamer forms of personal development, development, you know, reading good books and attending mastermind groups and doing meditation and trying to get out of their, their comfort zones may be, may be better suited to a lot of people out there. So as you can see, the Antiochian sun is setting on me and my Kabaijo. So I'm going to encourage you to hit that link below. And my name is Jonathan again with Limitless Mindset. I encourage you to hit the subscribe button wherever you see it on the page so that we can stay in touch. And I look forward to a continued conversation with you. application that does rapid serial presentation of words. So it reads you in between 500 to 1,000 words per minute, and it does it